You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. What's up, friends? John Bush here. And I just wanted to share some thoughts and some insights a decompression session uh, after the Excellent Build Land Summit, which was a huge success. I hope you had the opportunity to attend. Shout out to all the folks that joined us in person. That's where the real magic's at. That's what I shared before leading up to the event. You gotta be there in person. It was, man, it was incredible. It was potent. Shout out to the folks that did the virtual immersion pass. They were with us Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got to ask questions, participate in the Sunday activities, and shout out to all the folks that watched for free. A bunch of people signed up and registered. We had like 18,000 people register, and certainly not that, that, that number showed up for the live stream. We may do a brief replay. I'm not sure how that's gonna pan out, but we're, we're gonna start chopping up the files and everything. But look, ah, oh, man, it was potent. If, if you, I'm, I'm speaking to the folks that participated in it or attended in some way or another, because they're going to understand what I, where I'm coming from. But I'm also speaking to everyone in general here. I am so damn confident that we are going to be able to carve out little oasises, oasises, oases, oasises, oasises, multiple oasises multiple oasises yeah we're gonna be able to carve out oasises all across the globe where three people like you and me can experience political autonomy meaning the community that we belong to self governs I've never been more confident of this fact in my life, and I've been confident and certain of it for a while now. But now it's like, it's, I don't know, I guess you can never be, I'm just certain, it's 100%. Now maybe it's 110%. It's gonna take a lot of hard work. But I feel now more than ever, we have a clear path. We have a plan, we have a strategy. That strategy is exit and build. Exit those systems, build the new ones build the systems so we can have a peaceful exit and transition. People don't lose their ass off, put themselves at risk. Yeah, I'm gonna break down some stuff. I'm gonna share some updates, uh, share some updates to the people that attended, do some little housekeeping stuff here, but I just also wanna riff because I'm super excited. You know, there's a lot of stuff changing in this world and our enemies, the enemies of freedom, the technocrats, the Gates, the Schwabs, the World Economic Forum, all these clowns, the United Nations, the globalists, whatever you want to call them. As Ernie Hancock refers to him, he says, they, those, them. They, those, them, right? Everyone's like, they, they. And sometimes they're like, what do you mean by they? Sometimes it's good. I'm walking around behind my office, by the way. They, they do car cleaning at one of the shops next door. Uh, so, they, those, them. They have plans for 2030. This decade, 2020 to 2030, is gonna be a decade of transformation. 
They want to take things towards this evil totalitarian technocracy. You know what I'm talking about. And so, as we've been saying with the Greater Reset and Excellent Build and Derek and myself and all these big influencers and the event and all these workshops and conferences and whatever, this whole movement with all these different circles, these concentric circles and these little overlapping Venn diagrams type networks, we're trying to communicate to you that it's our opportunity to transform our lives and the world as well. And you gotta recognize there's massive disruption taking place. Cryptocurrency, permaculture renaissance, localism, homeschool, shifting away from government schools, which is one of the biggest influences on the way things are today is because people put a false authority in government because they're indoctrinated their entire youth and it doesn't even stop when they go into college if anything accelerates into this weird woke left corporate ugliness people abrogate their responsibility for taking care of themselves for taking care of their family they're made to worship these institutions right and it's all shifting it's all radically changing and getting thrown upside down and you know there's these old it's like a spiritual thing I think it's Kali. Kali's this old god. Is, I don't know if it's Hindu or whatever. Some folks are more studied on that than me. But one thing that I do know is that oftentimes in order for something to be built anew, what came before it has to be destroyed. I'm reminded of this incredible interview with this guy Majid Navitz or Nowitz. I don't know his exact name, but it was on Joe Rogan. And he used to be a radical Islamist. And his strategy was to go into these Western countries in Europe and, and help to degrade their belief in democracy. People, Muslims mostly, their belief in democracy, so then they could be recruited to believe in a caliphate, Sharia law, all this stuff, right? So again, you tear, there's a tearing down in order to build up anew. Now, some people gave me flack for saying that last time. I think it's like a natural order. There's also just building the new without needing to tear down the old but in many ways it accelerates the building of the new if you can tear down the old. For example, the work of uh, Larkin Rose, he's tearing down in people's minds that false belief in arbitrary authority. Anyway, I digress. Look guys, the old systems are being torn down and there's people, powerful people, that are actively working to implement new systems. These systems are more centralized, more coercive, more corrupt, more controlling, surveillance panopticon style, nightmarish dystopian stuff and they had to have a big change people need to get very very upset and uncomfortable with the status quo in order to accept a new paradigm right there's a paradigm shift taking place a new epoch epoch and so there's two paths that you could take there's two choices that you have two two paths it's a dichotomy you can do nothing and just complain and bitch and gripe and research and you could be so knowledgeable on the conspiracy you could be just like you know every little bit of it you know all the nuances you know all the players you know all the plans you've read all the white papers you're so well informed about the world economic forum and everything they're doing you've been researching this for decades you just know but what the hell are you doing about it right so you can do nothing you can allow it to be, allow it to come to pass, or you could get your ass out, and as Rebecca said in one of her talks, you can stop bitching and start building. 
We too can have a decade of mass transformation and we already are and it's well underway. So this is one of the big themes at the summit. And the cool thing about the XM Build Land Summit is we had all sorts of folks from different backgrounds and different ideologies and politics, but we all centered around independence, right? Not even everybody was centered around freedom. We had some folks like Stephen Brooks, he spoke at the Greater Reset, but he's more left-leaning, right? Uh, our good friend Cynthia Tina, right? And Paul Wheaton. And like these guys aren't, they're one of what I believe to be our common values that unites. It's actually a really good scene. It's kind of like underground industrial. We should do more videos back here. One of the values that unites our community a lot is freedom and bodily autonomy, right? And so some of these other folks were like, wow, I didn't know. They're excited that people are coming into the communities movement and we're pushing permaculture into our freedom movement and truth movement. But they're like, wow, I didn't know there's all these people that are all obsessed with freedom, right? But the point is there's this huge network overlapping, right? And all the people are working towards autonomy and independence and freedom, whether they know it or identify it as that or not. And it's very hopeful. There were so many people, and I gotta say personally, the outpouring of love and gratitude and graciousness and appreciation that I experienced from everyone, it really lights me on fire, right? And I got some takeaways and it's like, I'm just so pumped up and motivated to carry this ball forward and to help to help lead and lead by example and teach and educate and awaken and empower and inspire. But I'm just a voice. It all takes you making that decision and it all starts with a sh fundamental shift in mindset, which is why I just am so adamant about banging on you to let you know that we have a chance. We have an opportunity to make things better in this world. And even though you're obsessed with new world order conspiracies and obsessed with fear and control and you just focus so much energy on that, it doesn't have to be that way. Shift your focus onto creation and building and the beauty and wonder and freedom in this world. It'll make all the difference. You gotta do it. Huge takeaway. People, we like that's we put the event together and I'm hyper conscious. I do all this self-development, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Stephen Cuppy, Jay Abraham, Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, you name it. That's why I'm a big fan of Jim Jim Gale. Shout out Jim if you're watching this. He's all obsessed with that stuff too. And you can tell in the way that he talks, and you can tell in the success that he's achieved. Success in the old school financial world, now success in the freedom permaculture world. And he's got big announcements and big things coming up on the horizon. I don't want to spoil any of it because it's still in the works, but it's coming out soon. Really cool projects he's working on. But nonetheless, I'm hyper-conscious of limiting beliefs and self-imposed obstacles because oftentimes we don't have control over those external factors. We don't have control over certain external factors, but we do have control over how we show up in the world and how we respond to those external factors and the phenomenon that take place in our life. And that's the key. It's fundamentally critical. We have to get out of our own way. We have to believe in ourselves and our ability to get shit done in our lives. Boom just critical just it's not as easy as a flip although for some people it is like a switch like all right just switch from negative to positive switch from reactive to proactive switch from victim to empowerment Bloop. some people it's just like that really makes sense boom but a lot of people it takes practice mindfulness practice shout out Miriam Gomez she uh, Miriam Gomez is uh, Stephen Brooks's partner fiance wife uh, Andrea Bellin they both did little meditation to start the day off on Saturday and Sunday, the summit. But the meditation is practice for mindfulness, being present in the moment and catching yourself when you're obviously just saying, no, I can't do it. Hey, we should buy land and move out to the country. I, I, 
how could I ever afford land? Boom, you just shot yourself in the face with a limiting belief. We should use cryptocurrency to opt out of the central bank digital currency scheme so we can continue to do business with one another in secret with coins like Monero. No, they'll just shut it down. They'll just make it illegal. The internet will go down. What if they do an EMP on the grid, blah, blah, blah. Just, no, nope, not even starting. Already working against yourself and your own self-interest. Gotta recognize it, gotta cut it, nip it in the butt, flip the script, reprogram, speak to yourself and your mind in ways that empower you rather than ways that further your state of victimhood. Because I know, been in this movement for 20 years, I've helped to empower and navigate and influence and help this movement to evolve from politics to agorism to a higher level of consciousness. And I know there's a lot of people that are Debbie Downers, Negative Nancys, and just totally in Victor, Vic, Victor the Victim. Debbie Downer, Negative Nancy, and Victor the Victim. That's good stuff, I'm gonna use that some more. But you don't, it doesn't have to be that way, okay? Anybody, no matter what your life circumstances, no matter what trauma took place in your life, no matter how rough it is, no matter how poor you may be, you can flip it around. It just is gonna take a lot more work for certain people. I often think about that when everyone's talking about racism and white privilege. I reject the notion of white privilege. Maybe not the notion, I reject the use of the word privilege. It's not a privilege to not be oppressed that ought to be the status quo default state, not being oppressed. But I recognize there are African Americans, there's Latinos, there's black and brown people that have been systematically held back by the man. And people, there's a lot of people in our community like, no, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you gotta recognize it. I mean, the, the municipal police force was put in place to keep the free, freed slaves down. Gun laws were put in place to prevent uh, African Americans Uh, what else? The freaking CIA shipped in cocaine and crack through Freeway Ricky Ross, the leader of the Crips in California, and infected black communities with this terribly addictive drug. It's a fucking conspiracy against black people. Throwing that out there, but that's to say, it always comes up, and I want to relate it back to what I was sharing, and for the black folks in the community, and for anybody, right? Anybody that feels downtrodden, anybody that feels oppressed, anybody feels like they're at a disadvantage, that's a better word than the privilege thing to describe that phenomenon. There's a, some people have an advantage, some people have a disadvantage, but what are you gonna do about it, okay? So the same goes for someone that's struggling, same goes that for someone that feels like they don't have the same shot because of the color of their skin, same goes for the person that's in the poorhouse. It just means that it's gonna be more of a challenge, right? It's gonna be harder, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. And like Thomas Paine said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. That which we obtain too lightly, we esteem too cheaply. It's a fact. And you know what can make it easier for anyone, whether it's racism or poverty or just being a straight victim or trauma that you experienced in your childhood that you just can't let go or work through? Coming together with other human beings who've been through the same thing and have made it on the other side, right? I talk about money a lot, I talk about success, I'm very open about it, a lot of people are awkward and insecure about it, not me, not in the least bit. I lived, I was poor AF, poor AF. I cussed a second ago and people brought to my attention that, uh, a lot of children and their children watch this video and stuff. Um, they watch it with family, so my apologies for that. I'm gonna try to be more conscious of that. I don't, I mean, it's not the ultimate sin to use curse words, but there's a level of respect and there's a time and a place, so sorry. As you know, watching my videos, I have like this internal dialogue or monologue that goes, and oftentimes I just let it out on the camera, so that's what's taking place right now, but, uh, but I digress. I, I was poor, I was in the poor house. 
I got married, started a family. I did the poor activist thing before we had a family. We were able to maintain in poverty as activists, traveling the country, crashing on people's couches. And then I had kids. It was like this poor thing's not working very well. Uh, got kicked out of our, we, we lost our lease on a home that we had, a homestead. And then we moved into an apartment and the electricity was getting turned off multiple times. Led to huge fights in my relationship. We didn't have enough food for the kids. They never starved, but there weren't good choices. They got tired of eating the same freaking can of chicken noodle soup over and over. And ultimately we got kicked out of the apartment because we were two months behind on rent. And then we moved into a converted school bus that was in shambles. And we lived in the converted school bus in the most yucky RV parks with meth addicts across the way, getting in fights in the public shower, near the public shower, spilling blood all over. It was rough. That's the circumstance that I was in just six years ago, man. I've been there. I speak from experience. It's not just, I mean, I grew up middle class, upper middle class, whatever. My dad did well. We grew in a nice home, but I went out on my own and branched out on my own and did my own thing. And it was rough, rough. I tried to make the employ the self-employment thing work. But look, you know what the big difference was? Because I was putting in 50, 60 hours doing the self-employed thing, doing the entrepreneurial thing, doing the freedom thing, podcasts, advertising, radio things, crypto mining. It was a flip. It was a flipping of the way that I thought about myself, allowing to be pulled towards a better future, allowing to be pulled towards abundance, allowing to be pulled towards a circumstance where I own a 10-acre homestead, pulling myself to a future vision of myself where I'm an amazing father. I have resources to be able to provide for my children to be able to take them to incredible to buy sweets at the indoor water park uh, so all their friends can spend the night and we just have a blast and I pay for all the tickets that's what i wanted for myself and i was i allowed myself to be pulled towards that vision and i focused on that vision rather than focusing on the fear uncertainty doubt dread electricity getting turned off that's how i acted i flipped the script in my mind i want to encourage each and every one of you to do the same thing you have that power to do it in order for this grand plan for us to experience political autonomy and true freedom and get together and live a life that's more in alignment with our values as free, powerful, beautiful human being, as Derek Rose likes to say, we need to get our mind correct. That's the huge piece of it. Another big piece of it, these are all takeaways from the summit. Another big piece of it is we need to learn how to get shit done, right? Nicole Sauce spoke. She's such a badass. She's such a valuable asset for our community. Uh, living free in Tennessee, if you're not familiar with her work, she has this crew, they call themselves the GSD crew, get shit done. They know how to get shit done when it comes to homesteading, off-grid, getting each other's back, mutual aid, repairing freaking diesel engines, GSD. A lot of people don't know how to get shit done. They have ideas, but they're like, what do we do? How do we organize a freedom cell group? How do we build a Google culture mound? How do I start a business and bring a product to the market and service customers, right? People don't know how to get stuff done. And so one of the things that I want to focus on in my work is helping people to learn strategic planning, how to get from here to there, strategy, working with other people as a team. On top of that, I'm recognizing even in myself, in my circle, in our volunteers, and in the community at large, we could all use a lot of training when it comes to leadership, leading, working with other people, directing, coordinated effort and direct, directed action towards a common goal. We all gotta learn this stuff. We gotta figure this stuff out, guys. And so those are just some of the takeaways. It's like, we need everybody to level up, basically. If you wanna experience free, I'm telling you that it's possible for us to experience true freedom, for us to radically shift 
the way that a significant number of human beings socially organize themselves on this place we call Earth. It's possible, okay? But we need everyone to level up internally. We need you to get your shit together. We need you to not be in poverty. We need you to have expendable resources. If you're just not doing the money thing, you just don't do the business thing, whatever, then we need you to build wealth through networks and connection and adding value to other people. Here's something else. I should do a whole video on this. I'm realizing more and more because I, I recognize I'm ranting. I hope you guys are enjoying it with me, but I got to get a lot of stuff off my chest and just put it on a video. Um, I'm realizing more and more that I, I'm constantly thinking about money. I love money. I am going to be extremely rich, like crazy rich, like just bukus and bukus of money. I, I don't have a big thing for material possessions. I don't buy fancy things, although we have a nice car. We have a nice, I, we rewarded ourselves with a nice Tesla Model 3. People give me flack for that. I'm glad there's some reinforcement folks recognize Elon's not perfect. I should do a whole series on Elon. Anyway, my point is I'm going to be extremely wealthy when it comes to money, right? And a significant portion of that money, a majority of that money is going to be cycled back into the community to purchase big pieces of land and sell the land and rent people places so they can then get brought into our incubator and learn how to make money and buy land themselves. I want us all to own land and all be part of intentional communities. I want to build this fancy event center and all sorts of stuff, right? So I'm, I think about money a lot. I have very big ambitions when it comes to money. I'm going to own a private jet, right? So I can go places and do events and visit our properties and show my children the world circumventing all their BS airport nonsense. That's my destiny. That's what I'm building for myself. So I'm consciously thinking like, okay, the business is doing great right now. We're servicing people, we're helping people, and we're making a good deal of money. And I'm like, okay, I feel like this business is very recession-proof because we're entering some really crazy times and recession may be the least of our worries. It may be something way beyond recession. It may be the true total collapse. Or it could be a frog in the boiling pot transition to central bank digital currencies technocracy. I don't know how it's gonna go. But I'm like, okay, um, as the economy gets worse, People are still going to want to learn about cryptocurrencies to circumvent the man and the central bank digital currencies. They're going to want to learn about, and my, my thoughts are shifting on cryptocurrencies as a tool to build wealth. I do ultimately think that the price will be going back up, upwards 200,000, 300,000, right? But it's like, ah, it's a little bit risky. So people need to be aware of that. Nonetheless, people are going to always want to learn about intentional community, homesteading, getting off the grid, exit and build, right? So as the economy gets worse, people are going to want to learn about this more. But then I thought, what if the economy just, what if it's just a total crash? And the idea of money as we know it, it just goes away. And we're like, holy, it doesn't go away. There'll always be money in medium exchange. But it's like, what if it's like, it's really fucking bad. And most people are totally just busted out, like in the depression. And so I started to think about this, right? And I want to encourage you to think into the future, game things out, you know, game theory, right? Like, well, what happened? It's, it's, it's really applicable because everyone's like, well, what happens? I can't buy land. I don't want to buy land now, another limiting belief. I don't want to buy land now because if I get a mortgage and then they, they crash the economy, then what are they, what's going to happen? They're going to take my property, right? Or I don't want to buy land now because Klaus Schwab said I, can, I won't own anything. And their plan is to not have anyone own anything and herd everyone into the cities with the smart city agenda and smart growth and Agenda 21. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just game that out, project into the future. What does that look like? Okay, total economic collapse. That means the enforcement class doesn't own the land either. They, they don't have a job either. They don't, they're not being incentivized to go kick you off your property. Game it out. What does that look like? 
doesn't really pan out, especially if you have a strong network. Which brings me back to the point I was thinking about. So I'm thinking about myself, what is my business gonna look like? What does my financial future look like? And I came to the realization, okay, let's say there is total economic collapse. And I'm thinking in terms of money and that kind of wealth, right? But what if the paradigm shift? What if the paradigm changes? It's not about money anymore because the economy's crashed, the dollar's crashed, and the crypto's crashed, and like the wealth goes away. It's like, okay, well, what is wealth? What is money? Why am I working so hard at my goals? What do I want out of life? What's the end? What's the means is the, is the career and the business and helping people and making money. What's the end? The end is human flourishing. The end is autonomy. The end is independence. The end is hanging out with my kids at the spring-fed river, swimming with my community, having a barbecue and laughing. That's the end. The end is political autonomy. The end is living in an environment where we're no longer subsidizing our oppression and we're no longer contributing to foreign wars of aggression overseas. All right, so let me tie this thought up real quick because I'm rambling quite a bit. So my eureka was the, the ultimate wealth, the most valuable thing that any of us can have in a good economy or a crashed economy is network, relationships. And then today I had this realization like, after I do these events, my brain's just like, boom, boom, I'm just so fired up, it's just like, just flowing. So it's like, even when it comes to financial wealth, in order to be financially wealthy, you have to have contacts. Grant Cardone says contacts equal contracts and the only difference is a R, which means relationship contacts so economies turn along even though there's inflation and things are suffering there's money out there so network having a strong tight network of people that trust you and believe you and believe in you that you add value to that can lead to financial wealth take away the financial aspect because the money's crashed and the economy's totally shifted and it's like a mad max scenario or whatever it's that network it's those relationships that are going to be the most valuable thing to have that's where the wealth is going to be coming in and i like to define wealth as the ability to do what you want and need in life. So the takeaway is build that network, find the other people, relate to the other people, work with the other people, build with the other people, drink and be merry with the other people, meditate with the other people, do yoga with the other people, hang out with the other people, raise your kids together with the other people, add value to the other people, work on projects together, help them build their garden, they'll help you build the garden. Watch the kids, they watch your kids, raise the kids together, homeschool the kids together, grow the food together, philosophize together, hang out together, go swimming together, 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 together. The network is really what it's all about because if we have that connected network and the shit goes down, the grid goes down, the shit hits the fan, we're gonna be able to take care of ourselves. But you gotta shift the mindset towards one of fear, reactivity, victimhood, towards empowered building and creating. Be a builder, be a creator, add value to other people. That's the currency, is value, currency, exchange, current, energy, exchange, value, help others, have practical skills. Paul Wheaton was a big feature at our event. He did, two, he did a talk and a workshop. And the second, work, the workshop that he did was, was over this curriculum that he put together called SKIP. Skills to inherit property, okay? And Paul, like myself, is conscious of people's obstacles and limiting beliefs. 
So there's all the people that want to do, that want to own land and do community and do permaculture stuff. And they're like, I don't have land. I don't have, I don't have anything. What do I do? I don't have money, blah, blah, blah. He also simultaneously sees that there's all these old folks that own land, but because they're becoming older, they can't service the land and they don't want to give it away to their kids because their kids are yuppies and they're just going to sell it. They don't want the government to take the land because no one can control it or no one can man manage it or whatever would happen. So he saw these two needs and as with an entrepreneurial mind, he said, how can I help marry the young people that want land and want to build and want to do permaculture projects and the old folks that have land but can't manage it? So he created a curriculum, skills to inherit property. It's classes and workshops that he teaches to teach these young people the skills. They get a certification and then once they have these certifications, he brings you into the network to help link up the young kids with the adults. It's brand new. It's still like in beta mode, but the guy's doing it. You see that? People have limited beliefs, I could possibly own land, blah, 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 blah. And then they stop like a victim. Or you got somebody like Paul Wheaton that's like, I want to help empower people to do permaculture and do all this cool stuff. I see these problems. I got a solution for the problem. So if you want to, if you, maybe some people just don't do money thing. I, you, can, you can teach yourself money. It's all mindset stuff. It mostly has to do with the relationship that our parents had with money. We inherit that relationship and sometimes you got to, just like you inherit intergenerational trauma or some terrible thing happens as a kid, you can either be victim of that, let it just control you, or you can face it, you could do the work, and you could work through it. Same thing with money mindset. But look, if money's just not your thing, then learn skills. Learn how to build a hugel culture mound. Learn how to fix a leaky sink. Learn how to service a busted toilet. We, I had to replace the O-ring, I don't know what it's called. There's this big, giant, goopy ring underneath the toilet that seals it when you put the toilet on and our toilet was leaking we're gonna have a big birthday party and like normally I, I you know I got some skills in that rare I'm not the best carpenter guy I've built stuff before I'm not a plumber by any means but sometimes out of necessity you got to do that shit and it's good to have a base level knowledge on that stuff but we had a party and and like I couldn't call the plumber we didn't have time so it's like fuck it let's just do this so we lifted up the toilet we had that big old ring it was all gunky and yucky took off the ring bought a new ring put it on put the toilet back on fixed the leak sealed the toilet I was pretty impressed with myself <laughs> but either way there's all sorts of stuff like that that you can learn electrical electricity cryptocurrency taking care of kids breastfeeding whatever your passion is learn the skills and provide value to other people. And this is fundamentally, network is critical. Network, good economy, a network is necessary to make a bunch of money because you know a bunch of people and you can help a bunch of people and you can help people in exchange for money. It's an energy exchange, currency. In a down economy, network is gonna, what's gonna be what keeps us going. And I started to realize after that event, like wow, look at all these people, all these builders, all these doers. Marjorie Wildcraft, Jack Spierko, Nicole Sauce, and then look at all the doers around me. Rita Quinn organized all these local farm tours on Thursday and Monday after the event. And I'm like spent on Monday. There's people still going to meetups and going to these farms and hanging out and connecting. It's like there's all these farmers and producers all around me that I'm connected with, that I add value to, and they add value to me. We're going to be fine, man. Ah, all right. Okay, I said I was going to do some housekeeping. I wanted to get some communication off to some people. Um, for folks that purchased an in-person ticket, VIP or Exeter ticket, for folks that did the immersion pass, we're gonna be launching the replay soon. We may do a brief replay window. I need to figure out how that's all gonna work technically. So folks that registered or you can still register, you could watch the replay, but you don't get the re you don't get access to the lifetime replay. 
That's for a paid thing. And people are like, why do you always gotta charge stuff? Blah, blah, blah. First of all, we gave away day one and day two for free. And I charge stuff so I can make money. So I could do big things in my life that will in turn benefit our community. I also charge stuff because I want people to invest in themselves. Those that pay, pay attention. We gave away a handful of free guest tickets. Some people bartered with us to do certain services around the thing. We gave them some free tickets. Guess what? More often than not, when somebody gets a free pass, they don't show up. The 18,000 people that registered, a very small portion of them showed up for the live free event. The 18,000 people that registered for free. The people that paid $127 for a virtual immersion pass, a very much larger portion of people showed up for that. And the people that paid $227, $257, $297, or up to $927 for a VIP pass, they showed up and they paid attention because they made an investment, okay? So I want people to see that, I want people to recognize that. But nonetheless, the replays will be out hopefully next week. We may do a follow-up intentional community speed dating for the folks that did the virtual immersion thing. We had some technical issues and then some Zoom updates came about that made the breakout rooms a little more difficult for some people. We're gonna figure all that out. But we're gonna keep at it. We did an event, it was a huge event. I'm especially speaking to the folks, they're all fired up. If anybody watched the event, watched a significant portion, especially people that came in person, you're fired up right now. I just know you are. And remember, like I said, the event was like a cheerleading, empowerment, learning session, but the real work takes place when you go back home. So I hope you're networking, you're building, you're making plans, you're cleaning up your credit, you're pulling the money together, you're linking up with the neighbors, you're starting that garden project, you're starting the permaculture, you're going to Paul Wheaton's workshops, you're getting the books, you're learning, you're learning and you're doing and you're doing and you're connecting and networking. But I made the point like this event was a one-time event, it's a one thing in history. We are on a mission, we are connecting a community of doers to make big things happen in the world. And fundamentally, I need you to believe in me. I need you to believe in our community. And more than anything, I need you to believe in yourself because we can't do this without you. We all need each other to make this work. There are very ugly things taking place in the world. There are very ugly people doing very evil things. And these people have held power for far too long. So if you want to exit from their control and their influence, if you want to take your life force, your energy away from their influence and control and no longer contribute to their efforts to enslave humanity, you gotta believe in yourself, you gotta learn the skills necessary to shift the paradigm, and you gotta get to work. You gotta stop bitching and start building. And I hope you will follow us in our journey to do just that we're all connected we're all on a spiritual journey there's a lot of very beautiful things to come join us let's do this we got this stay optimistic stay confident focus on the beauty the freedom and the wonder in this world and we are going to be okay all right there'll be more to come guys peace and freedom i'm out thank you so much for listening